It's a hockey show for you, the best fans in the AHL. Comets Insider on 94.9 K-Rock. Brought to you by Pathfinder Bank, Slocum Dixon Medical Group, and by Labatt Blue. And now Gaudet comes up, building speed at center, trying to avenge the two penalties he's taken in this period. Cole Lind, good feed, rink wide, Blue just in front, Lind, rebound, scores! It's tied up. Puck in the high slot. Banks pokes it along to Darcy. He's slowed down after getting shoulder chipped by a devil, but he comes up with a steal. Goes across to Lind. It's off his stick, but he taps it back for a one-timer. McEnany skittered wide. Rebound. Banks backhand scores! Reception, McEwen in, scores! Zach McEwen with a swipe and a score. A wrist turn to the top corner after taking away a breakout feed. 2-0 Utica. It's time to go top shelf at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's Rain Man and Scoop. After our ego fest and pomp and circumstance off the top, Rain Man and Scoop here, 94.9 K-Rock. Utica Comets Insider from the 72 Tavern and Grill at 7 o'clock. An alarm went off and plates of wings just came pouring out of the kitchen. Ten cents a wing. You can't be that. As somebody posted online, it's been like 30 years since you've seen 10 cent wings anywhere. At least 20 years. But that's happening here. 7 to 9 on Mondays now as we talk Utica Comets hockey. The monkey off Colin's back. I think it still had something to do with rubbing my bald head, which pertains to an intermission interview. And I'm just happy to know that the one and only game I've missed this year, it was recognized by the head coach, Trent Cole, when he came through. <laughs> and he always gives a peek over. He's like, who is he harassing now? <laughs> i got to get you for one. Is that off limits? Is that protocol? What's the deal? Can I get you for one of those? I, I don't know. That's that's a really good question. I, I don't know if that's, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, there's going to be nights I'm sure I wouldn't mind doing it. There's going to be other nights where I'll probably give you the hairy eyeball and say, you know, beat it. But, that's what uh, I'm saying. Uh, how, how about we have to have a minimum tool goalie? If we do, I'll try to flag you down for one. <laughs> 60 seconds. <laughs> there you go. Sounds good. I'm sure we can make that happen. That's a deal. All right. We'll we'll, we'll play it by ear. Maybe I'll give you a little heads up of a certain game I'm planning on it so you know. Good. good. Hopefully it's when we're beating Syracuse. That makes it even better. <laughs> right? Right, right, Scoop? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Scoop, I want to start out with Coach Call. We've got a lot of things we want to ask about. We get him at the beginning of the season, usually near the end of the season, and always seem to, the past couple of years, get a midseason report. But it, it goes beyond hockey. A lot of what you do is coaching these guys off the ice and that's not just with the video teaching and things like that but it's uh, they're young guys and and you're the leader you're the captain of the ship and a very emotional thing for the fans happened with the trading of Darren Archibald and then obviously uh, they came in the other day and they beat us five to two it was the return of Darren Archibald he's been here every single year that the Utica Comets have been in, in existence of course preceding your tenure as head coach you were of course with Syracuse at the time so from afar you've seen his impact on this team then they show that emotional uh video during during one of the timeouts and 
even fans were saying, somebody's chopping onions in this place because uh, you could sense it, man. I mean, he is a beloved player, and when you remove something like that from the locker room, yeah. it's clearly missed. So I thought right off the top we could have you address that from a human aspect. Uh, no, no, absolutely. I mean, I've been on the other side of that, too, as a, as a player when you've been traded. But, uh, you know, I think for the way I look at it is, is for Darren, it's a, it's a fresh start. And, you know, we were, I guess, not we, but uh, the city of Utica has been spoiled by having Darren here for how many years is it now? Six. Yeah, so six years. So I think it's... Uh but for, for him, I think it's time for uh, a fresh start. I think this was kind of like that, like they had, um, I think it kind of ran its course in Vancouver. I think he was coming back down here. And then I think maybe, like, like you're saying, like sometimes you know that. I think maybe Darren knew that as a player too. So I think this is an opportunity for maybe him to possibly play some games for Ottawa. And that's his goal. That's where he wants to play hockey. And I think that's, that's a good, it's a fresh start for him. The other night, you know, it was. It was. A, I thought it was. I, I didn't know that was coming, you know. And it was kind of, you know, wow. It was. It was. It was a great moment. Um, but unfortunately for us, we lost the game, so I'm done with it. So I absolutely, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like he's. Uh, I think he's had his moment, and obviously it was great for the fans that have been loyal to him, and he's been loyal to them in return. And uh, but now I'm moving on. He's the enemy, and we got to win some games. Well, and that's the thing, <laughs> you know, directing it to Scoop over here. Obviously, Scoop, you know as well as I do, we get attached to certain players. But at the end of the day, there's injuries and guys in and out of the lineup and call ups and demotions and PTOs and guys get released and guys get traded. It is part of hockey. You've got to focus on the task at hand. Your job is to develop players and to win games. Well, and I know you probably want to burn the video from the, the Saturday afternoon no, game. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's good. But I'm going to ask you one more question about sure. it. Uh, Evan McEnany had, had spoke after the game, mentioned how the team possibly had gotten a, a little bit away from their structure. Uh, you talked about the first goal, and they did score two quick goals at the end of that period to tie it up. Um, that you know, one of the forwards just wasn't doing the right thing. What do you take away from that game? Is it one of those things we're just going to forget about it? We're going to focus on Rochester Friday night. What do you take away? Uh, well, from for that? me, like that's I'll tell you exactly. So we came in today. We we didn't do anything on on a recap. Today was a, there was a day off uh, Sunday, which they needed. These guys have grinded a lot more than almost any team in the hockey in, in the American Hockey League right now. Well, all these games, the games in hand, uh, it, other it, teams have games in hand on well, them. Well, that's but the thing is, so all I can talk about is the guys that what we've done and how much we've played. And you know what? Like the the two o'clock game, it was just for us. I I didn't think that they were really great to start either. I didn't think we were great to start, but we had we got two timely goals. We had uh, a breakaway that hits a post. We have a penalty, penalty shot, shot, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, I think we had two power plays as well. That's right. And we couldn't put that next dagger in because I felt like they were just walking and waiting for it, and we didn't deliver it, and then we let them back in the game. And uh, and then there was a, they, they end up getting a power play goal, so it's a tie game 2-2, you know, and I think we missed a chance right near the end of the first period. But after that, I, I just thought we kind of lost our steam. Uh, we weren't playing a smart brand. Uh, I think it was hockey. eight shots in the final period. Well, you could just see, like, we were we were off, and I knew we were off. And there's some nights where you're just not on. And the boy, these guys have ran hot for us for a while here now. Like, they've done a pretty good job. And I'm not saying that this is acceptable, but there'll be certain things that certainly we're going to tweak. So tomorrow's a, a skills day, skating day, whatever. And then, then when they come back on Wednesday, it's a, it's a back to a normal day. And that's when I'm going to hit them with a little bit of the stuff that I, I thought wasn't done in the right manner. And there's some things that we did that were still decent, you know what I mean? But the idea of what we can build on. And uh, 
our, our team has always responded well to you know losses or tweaks or whatever but unfortunately for us they got timely goals they found a way to keep going and uh, and I, I just like I said some nights you, you, you don't have it and unfortunately that was one of the nights Carter uh, Carter Banks often references the compete level and being hard on pucks and in the Syracuse game the 10 to 1 game that we all like to forget and this game it just seemed like the energy wasn't there and those types of things I don't know if it was something that everybody was cognizant of but from my eyes watching all the games I, I kind of noticed that like you said oh, for it, sure it wasn't there and and I and I don't know was it the early start was it it just no. Well, it's the same knows? start for them too, right? Who knows, and, right? And, yeah, and we had two goals right off the bat. So I yeah. mean, I thought there was some really good things there. I thought we got a little bit complacent, and uh, but then we uh, there's some nights even you know what I mean like there's uh, there's you know if we're winning all these ga- or a, f- a few games you know the other team they're they're ticked off too, right? So I mean that sure. was just one of those nights where. And I'm not going to say, like, we could have been better. Absolutely. We didn't play our best game, and it would, it would have been better to like, – I wanted to see a response. We tried different things to try to get guys going, try to mix things up. And uh, for some reason, we looked like the team that, that had lost their starting goalie, their top three defensemen, and, you know, Tanner Kiro and whatever else. For whatever we want to say those reasons were, they weren't there the night before, and all of a sudden they came shining through that next night, and it just we couldn't get the spark going. That's head coach Trent Call, the Utica Comets. It's Utica Comets Insider at the 72 Tavern and Grill with 94.9 K-Rock, where they are serving up the 10-cent wings happening tonight till 9 o'clock. The house is packed. Everybody's listening to basically the state of the Utica Comets right now. Scoop, I know you're chomping at the bit. I saw you. I saw the eyeballs working there for a question. Uh, You've alluded to the fact that uh, our new goaltender, Michael Layton, is going to take some time to to perhaps get back up to speed. Maybe it's far too early to take the temperature, but 24 saves. How did you feel he performed yesterday Uh, in in lieu of the the overall team's performance? Yeah. no, I mean, it's tough. I mean, I think he made some saves. There's uh, some things I'm sure there's ones you want back. But you know what? I didn't. Uh, it's really tough to assess a guy on one game coming in. He hasn't. I think he's played one or two games already in the league this year. Hasn't played enough. And the other side of that, we, were, we weren't very good in front of him. So it's, it's not fair for me to try to, like you say, take the temperature on Michael Layton's game. And I'm just going to leave that one alone because uh, not fair to him, not fair to the team, not fair to anybody. What about Colby then? Let's go there. He's obviously gotten the bulk of the work, the workload since Thatcher's been recalled. And by the way, you can add in a comment about his first win this season, his second of his career while you're at it. Yeah, well, I, I stayed up late to watch that one, too. I was glued on it, so I wanted I wanted to see it. So I was, I was uh, happy for Thatcher, happy for Vancouver. I mean, they're a team that... Uh, you know, is I think Travis is doing a great job with them. Uh, the group, they're competitive every night, and, and I'll hope that we can emulate them a little bit as well. They're in the playoff hunt. We're in a playoff hunt, so I think it's great for the team, great for Thatcher for sure. Uh, coming back to Kubi, uh, I think his second time here, uh, it's it's been really good for him. I think you can see the growth from the last time he was here near the start of the year. Uh, it wasn't fair for him. I mean, I think I had him in almost 10 straight starts. We've had some goalie ups and downs all year, right? And then, uh, but uh, it's nice, hopefully, to have Michael come in and he can help uh, carry a bit of that load. But I've liked the way Kubi's responded, and that, you know what? I did. I I wanted to have a different goal. I didn't think it was fair for Kubi. He's played a lot here already, and all of a sudden you're playing at night one night and then coming back at two o'clock the next day. That's when you need to have another guy come in for sure. He's 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 young, and not that Thatcher wasn't young, but he's uh, he, he's. He's a little bit wilder, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> tends to be a little bit more active and perhaps 
uh, steps out of the crease a little further. And I think you know where I'm going with this, but address that because, you know, we all see it and talk about it. And I know that it's perhaps something that this second time around, maybe we're trying to control that a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, you, you want to, obviously, there's going to be times for desperation saves and, and big saves that are needed. And, uh, and Kubi's got, he's got some energy, which is great. So, but uh, the only thing is you want to harness that a little bit and just make sure you're kind of, you know, our talk is, you know, dial in, make sure you're trying to make saves. And every time you can make a save look like an easy save, then it kind of puts that, uh, it puts a quiet confidence in the team that's in front of you, right? Where it's, uh, whether it's desperation or maybe things that are taking away your focus that I've had that talk with Kubi, then that's, that's not really the look we're looking for because he's done a great job. He's a good goaltender. He's showing there's so many good things, you know, his reflexes, sure. his flexibility, his, his speed. Like, you know, there's a lot of great things there. So I don't want to talk ill because he's come into a tough situation and done a really good job. Yeah, us. there's some remarkable at times with a few oh, yeah. of the pucks that he gets to his scoop. And a lot of fans may not realize, and I, I, I read in Ben Burnell's piece that Tanner Kiro is now back here. Is, is is that true? Or is he still transported, <laughs> flying back and forth across the he's, country? He's en route. Okay. <laughs> so, but uh, he's been officially sent back from Vancouver. But uh, actually, uh, with all the what the storm and everything that's left, you know, he, he's still en route to hopefully get here for tomorrow. All right. So this is, of course, once again the head coach trend call the Utica Comets. Utica Comets Insider every Monday, seven to eight here at the seventy two Tavern with ninety four point nine K Rock. You brought up Tanner Caro who I have asked during intermission reports, and I've said it point blank. I, I, I think we alluded to it on this very program, Scoop, uh, last week or the week before. I, I, he, that's an all-star guy to me. And I, I know that Reed Boucher is our only representative next week in Springfield. Uh, but I also lump him with, with Zach McEwen, who's another guy who not only... I, I think it's clear that Zach's... He's getting close to maybe getting his look up in Vancouver. But those two guys definitely could have gotten that nod and it's a nice it's a nice acknowledgement for players like that what are your feelings yeah you know what sometimes those decisions are made like if that's coming out now then that's probably those are decisions that are going on a month ago sure too, you know what sure. i mean and so that's not to say anything that uh, tanner wasn't playing well or, or zach wasn't playing well at the time either but i guess that's just uh, those are things that are uh, nominated throughout coaches and yeah. uh uh, other personnel management guys that are, are there for each team. That, uh, and so everyone has their vote for certain players. I think Tanner is one of those guys. Yeah, almost uh, like I'm, I feel lucky to, to coach Tanner because now I, I, I didn't know what I was getting with Tanner. And now that I've had him, he's one of those guys that you, you appreciate more and more. Every Just night. plug him in. He's there. Ah, he's, he's been great. He's been great in all situations on both sides of the puck. He helps the guys around them. He makes them better. I mean, uh, very, very lucky to have Tanner for sure. And then I couldn't agree with you more about Zach. I think it's been a, it's been a work in progress. Uh, we got to see him from last year. The fans got to see him, and, and Zach is becoming a, just a, a, he's becoming a stronger, more confident player, and he's he's learning to play on all sides of the puck. You know, I try to get uh, Zach out there in the penalty kill as well, and and you know what, I, I like. I like all parts of his game, and that's the one thing that we're trying to do. And he's, he makes us a better team when he's on the ice, so it's easy for me to try to develop him in different situations to get him more prepared for the NHL. Friday night, you had five players score in the 5-3 win over Binghamton, and I was sort of fascinated. Uh, you were quoted as saying, and this is sort of like a little window uh, into how you coach, but they scored very early in the game, 21 seconds into the game. And uh, the quote was, it's one of those things where you resist the urge to say anything. If I start jumping up and down, then I'm kind of putting negative energy in my players. So you bite your tongue and let your team find a way. I thought they did a really good job. I, I thought that was 
very revealing of how you're a teacher and a coach for this squad. Yeah, um, so, yeah, I guess what do you want me to say? How hard is it to, to bite your tongue? I mean, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not the, the paying customer that sits behind me and chirps me when things are going well. You know what I mean? Oh, or, that happens? Uh, <laughs> I've <laughs> or, seen it happen. Or I'm walking off the ice. There's this one guy in particular. Every time we lose, he's got something to say. I can't hear him, just so he knows. But I see him talking anyways. But Oh, you mean but, you don't yeah. hear people in the stands yelling and telling you what you should be doing yeah. and the players that should be on at certain times? Well, and uh, you them either? Uh, well, no. Yeah, you're right. I, 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 I try to have a thick skin and, and block that stuff out because I have a job to do and, and I yeah. can't be listening to what's going on. But uh, for me, like, no. like You know what? I thought the guys did a... You know, I'll, I'll tell you exactly. Just like we are talking about the other game, the, uh, we weren't going. Like, we, it, for some reason, it wasn't hitting its mark and it didn't really show evident until, like, in the second period. Um, you know, and there's a... I didn't like our, our finish to the first period the other night, but you, you know it's not going. So you're trying to push some buttons. You're trying to change some things up. You're trying to do some things quietly um and, and sometimes it doesn't work and uh but the other night i thought the team was going and you know what like like i said you uh anybody can be a raving lunatic anybody can jump up and down it might make the fans feel better if i'm doing more calisthenics behind the bench than whatever but it doesn't mean that it's doing anything you know what i mean so there's certain things but i mean that's why i'm paid to do the job and that's why i've been around it all my life so i feel lucky that i feel like i can draw upon that experience to try to help myself out so i've been on both sides of the fence right so that's what what helps and uh and you know what the guys were going that night and they didn't need that they didn't need me because then i could have derailed them and goals happen the other team gets to play too you know what i mean they got five guys six guys in the ice same as us so like uh you know some moments always don't work out the way you want yeah i, I i'll verify it's from talking to all the different players over the past couple of seasons that you or season and a half that you've been here they all talk about how well you communicate on a team basis and on an individual basis so basically what i'm saying is to those comments fans out there that get in a tizzy about this kind of stuff Trent knows what he's doing. Uh, he's, paid, he's paid his dues as a player and as, as an assistant to get to this point. Uh, there's a plan in place, and these are professionals that this is their – we go to our jobs, this is their job. They know far more than we do. They've probably forgotten more than we know, Scoop. we well, got to take the, a quick One break, of the but. things that your players have praised you for is that you make these really uh, incredible in-game adjustments, and you tell players things within the game, even within a period – that are very helpful, that help them uh, grow as a player. You know, we had Colton Saucerman here last week. He's raving talk, about Talking you. about the, the little things that you're teaching him, that, and the players take this stuff to heart. And that's positive energy. That's not really the negative energy of, why did you guys blow that shift, you know? Yeah, and it's, authentic, it's authentic as well, you know. They're saying things it's like well, we're like leave, sponges with Coach Colby. you got to leave the knows. bad stuff behind. you got to make the next play. you got to make the next, sh next shift the best one on the ice. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter whether we're – I mean, we all go to work. We all have different uh, kinds of jobs. But, I mean, you don't need someone to sit there and just tell you what's wrong and, and what, you know, like keep telling you it's wrong. Like my job is to tell them – what they can do to, to not make that mistake again. Like, I mean, that doesn't make me a very good coach, obviously. You know what I mean? There's no point in sitting there recognizing the obvious, correct? So, um, yeah, so that I try to, you know, we try to watch the game. We try to learn from our uh, mistakes during the game. We try to look as much as we can in between periods to see there's certain things that we write down as a staff that we're like, hey, we want to see these. And I come in, and uh, Josh does a great job of uh, the video. He has things ready that because there's a certain lineup that I need to see in between periods, boom, 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 and we want to see. And we try to be as methodical and work as best that we can get our, our players prepared for the next period as best we can. That all being said, 
the fans, they they, uh, they pay for their tickets, so if they, they got something to say, that's good for them, too. You bring it on, right? <laughs> so we've got to take our first break of Utica Comets Insider here on 94.9 K-Rock. We're live at the 72 Tavern and Grill. Ten cent wings tonight till 9 o'clock. We'll be right back with more from Coach, Co- Coach Call on the team. Utica Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill, it's Rain Man and Scoop. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. On 94.9 K-Rock. K-Rock. And there are 10 cent wings at the 72 Tavern and Grill until 9 p.m. tonight. And this place is hopping. People are loving some wings. It's brought to you by Lamad Blue, Slocum Dixon, Pathbinder Bank. Of course, we will have this podcasted later. You can follow us on Twitter at KROCKCNY, of course, and get the links to Facebook as well. Uh, you can ask Alexa to enable the KROCK skill to listen. KROCK.com, the KROCK app. Find it every Monday night. We'll be here again. Come on down for crying out loud. 72 Tavern and Grill, right next to the Adirondack Bank. And you can subscribe in iTunes and Google Play. There you go. It's everywhere. That's where to find all the auto, audio of us interviewing Trent Call, head coach. You can comments tonight. Scoop. You start. I open the first segment. What do we want to ask him? To, I've got a bunch of questions ready to go. Well, I would like to ask about uh, the new acquisition, the new face, Tom Pyatt. Uh, he brings some uh, veteran leadership to the room, which uh, is a good thing. Uh, how is that going so far? For me, I think Tom has been a guy. He started, like, he's playing around a little bit in our lineup. I'm trying to find the right spot for him. But uh, what you get out of Tom is just, it's almost like a bit of a Tanner Kiro game. Just a solid, quiet game. Like, he's a he's actually very, has very sneaky speed, mm-hmm. which, uh, which certainly helps. I, I want to always increase our team speed. And uh, he's a guy right now, too. He's, he's getting some points. He's contributing to other skilled players around him. And he's playing in, in all situations. He's getting a little bit of power play now. He's been playing on the PK. Like, there's certain things. And I think what we'll see with Tom is that here's a guy who's been in the NHL. He's got pretty good, obviously, great experience. And But it's a different role for him when he's playing in the NHL. And I don't think he was playing as much as, as, as he obviously is here. And I think in time, and uh, as it kind of moves along, he'll be able to give us more and more and provide more and more. And he's also a great guy to play with some of the younger kids because uh, he's just a real solid hockey player. Yeah, I like these I like these guys you call them the pros pros. Tanner Caro is one of those. We just they've been there, they've done that. They're very comfortable in their own skin. They know their game. Yeah. And you, you know, bringing up power play and penalty kill. I've also noticed and I may I think I mentioned this to you scoop maybe a week week and a half ago. Uh, there's been a lot of variation in either forwards leading the power or the penalty kill. Uh, and, and in different uh, defense combinations as well. And a lot of guys are, some coaches are very particular on who they put on the ice in those situations. You seem to have opened that up to a, a more guys than I suppose I see on other teams. I don't know if there's a method to that madness. I don't know if it applies game to game, team to team, uh, who's in the lineup that day. And I'm sure all those things are variables. Yeah. But I'd love to hear your thought process on that. Just for me, it's a, it's we have a, a, a wide nucleus of, of guys that I think, first of all, are going to do the work for the PK. And then we'll, you know, sometimes take a lie down, block a shot. But there's certain uh, avenues with face-offs. Certain guys are winning face-offs on certain nights. And uh, those are things that we watch. And the other thing is that sometimes, is because I have a wider group, that there's some of those guys are, are having sometimes better nights than others. Sure. And that's okay. And those are sometimes those guys that I want to roll with a little bit more. So that's why I'm trying to, to share that around a little bit. I, lo- I love the responsibility of the penalty kill. Uh, I think that if you have more guys doing it, some nights when we're getting a lot of penalties, you know, unfortunately or whatever, but 
then you're not just taxing the same, say, four guys or six guys or whatever it is. So that's why we have a little bit of the, the PK by committee. Absolutely. You don't want to drain guys by the third period. Uh, Brendan Gaunt's uh, on that subject. Uh, it looks great when he's shorthanded. <laughs> like every time he's on the ice, we're like, wow, this guy's going to score a goal shorthanded. He's been white hot, had a nine-game scoring streak. And yep. he's he's very solid. I mean, I assume you see the numbers, but... His, his defensive zone face-offs on the penalty kill are just solid. He seems to win every one, it feels like. He's been really good. I mean, the addition of, of, of Brendan coming in and then also with Wasey, I don't know, specifically, and now For all of sure. a sudden we have Brendan Woods. But, I mean, those guys, it, we were having a, a struggle, and that was Brendan was the first one of winning those face-offs. And I had him playing in different positions, either on wing, etc. But I think Brendan's played his best hockey yeah, uh, at center. And uh, he's done a great job on face-offs as well when we need someone to, to win some face-offs. But uh, not going to say he's going to be playing center the whole time, but it's great that he has that uh, versatility to him. And uh, I can't tell you how important it is when you have those face-offs in any situation to start with the puck. So we've got uh, Luke Shen, who came to the Canucks organization very early Thursday. Uh, 700 games of NHL experience, 29 years old. But that puts you in an interesting situation in that you're, you know, there's five guys that you're uh, you know allowed to play that are veterans every game by my count that's six now yeah. so somebody's got to be like a healthy scratch uh, or, or maybe a couple of them depending on who's hot and who's not yeah uh, then that's the thing i mean we're trying to uh we're always trying to you know coach with accountability and making sure guys are playing well but it's tougher with those older guys because uh a lot of the times those are the leaders of your team and those guys have done nothing but uh usually a pretty good job for you and uh, when when you close the door or the head coach walks out you kind of leave those older guys to kind of take charge of things and they uh, you know so that's why it's it's difficult we ran into it last year uh, I, I to be honest with you I, I try not to worry about it until the time comes because with injuries etc or whatever happens you never know what's going to happen day to day in this league no matter who you're, you're speaking of so we'll wait and see with that and then but last year we ran into it and I mean all I can do is, is uh, give guys Guys, uh, as much uh, respect as I can. Uh, they deserve it, and I'll try to treat them uh, as best I can. But I don't think there'll be a certain rotation or whatever it is. It's going to be guys who are, are helping us win and helping the group. So Friday you have a game in Rochester, but then we have the All-Star game break. Yes. And what, how does that break down for team activities, what you plan for them, how long will they be gone I mean, what does the calendar sort of look like? Norm- uh, they get a, how many days off do yeah, they get? Yeah. Well, normally they get three days off. So that's uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Well, with us playing Friday night in Rochester, they are, as soon as that, that buzzer goes after the third period, they are going to be free to leave. We're giving them that extra day. And, and why that is, it coincides as well with Vancouver having their time off and their all-star break. So they're off. I think for a full week, or actually Wednesday through the next Thursday. So that's what we're going to uh, pretty much mimic. And uh, and because we've played a lot more hockey, I feel like, uh, and our Christmas was three days. So guys didn't even get a chance to leave town, a lot of them. So if this is a, an opportunity for them to get away and uh, hopefully recoup for four or five days, they're going to take that, that, that opportunity. And I want them back here, and we're going to practice on the Thursday. And then we play two games right back to back, and we're right back into it. I wanted to piggyback, actually, on Luke Shenigan. I'm glad you brought him up. Uh, for those that aren't familiar with his game, just give us a quick scouting report on uh, uh, what you've seen, what you've looked into, video you've watched, things like that, what you've been told. I'm sure that you're investigating his game a little bit, see where to plug him in 
uh, looking forward to. Obviously, I mean, there's basically one game before that break you just talked about. Right. Well, and you know what? A lot of the times it's it's bringing these guys in. So Luke Shen, he's a big, strong defenseman, very solid defensively, uh, a PK guy, but moving pucks well. I think, uh, what is it? He's got uh, eight points and uh, like 20 games or 10 or ten points in 20 games right now. So he And that's in the American Hockey League. So we're looking forward to having some more depth on our blue line for sure. Uh, and this is a guy who's played 700 games in the NHL. Like He knows what he's doing. He was yeah. a first-round draft pick to, to Toronto, so I remember him from back then playing as a young guy in the league. So I think it's, uh, for us, that being said, he's going to come in. You know, We don't want to assess on what has already happened. We want to assess on him coming in here. And so he gets a, like a, a fresh slate, so to speak, and mm-hmm. then we're hoping for good things from him, and we'll kind of move on from there. This is Trent Call, head coach Utica Comics here on Utica Comics Insider 94.9 K-Rock. Of course, we're at the 72 Tavern and Grill. Uh, I, we got to take a quick break in a second. I wanted to follow up real quick, though, uh, as far as defense, because Chatty and Ashton are relatively close, probably within the next, let's say, to be fair, week to two weeks. They're getting closer. Right. A high hit took out Ashton Sautner. Uh, Jalen, obviously, with a lower body injury. But right. those are two huge reinforcements to this lineup that you've weathered the storm of two key guys being out. Uh, once again, making some decisions for you, or there's going to be some decisions that you're going to have to make in the very near future, not to keep any more pressure on you, Coach. No, no, but that's that's part of the job, and, and I'm excited about having those tough decisions to make. Uh, both guys will be post-All-Star uh, uh, break. Where, where they, when they will exactly, we'll kind of see, they're almost day-to-day from after the, after when we get back from the break, but uh, I'm excited. You're telling me, like, we lost you, Levy, we lost Chaffield, we lost Sautner, now all of a sudden we're bringing two out of those three back, so I'm excited to get those guys back in the lineup. Wacy, all right? I haven't seen him in a couple of days. Yeah, well, so Wacy, you know, he was back with his wife, and uh, I mean, I don't know how much of that is uh, uh, public about him and his uh, family. Private thing. Okay, and then, so that was great, and so, but yeah, he was, so he's back, he's here, he's day-to-day, but he had to go, or he wasn't going to be playing for us last week anyways, he had an injury, so uh, now we're going to see how he goes, and, and now he's back in town. Not a personal personal matter is a perfectly acceptable answer for yeah, us. Yeah, and it was a great thing, so it's no, no, bad, no bad stuff. One question before we go to break. You've got this game Friday night. Rochester, very good team. Obviously, we're battling for a playoff spot, neck and neck. But they have these games in hand with us. How important is this game to to go into the All-Star game break on a good note, to get a good effort so that the guys feel good for the next part of the season? Yeah, well, you know, it's not the – I can't measure – all I want is our guys to be playing their game. You know what I mean? And when we're playing our game and, and we're going to lose some nights when we're playing our best, and and I understand that. And then there's the other night where we, we didn't play very well, and, and you know, I was, I was more ticked off about that. You don't understand? So, but you know what? We're playing our game. Usually things write, their, write themselves and, uh, and, and things, and we always end up, you know, I think doing a pretty good job. I think Travis Green said the other night, you know, when you can win in the NHL when you're not playing your best, that's a pretty good thing. So it just doesn't last. That's the only yeah, right, thing, right? right? So you got to right. make sure you keep getting your team back to it. And that's the same thing at this level, I feel, too. Absolutely. Trent Cull is with us. Ten seconds. Give me a ten-second answer okay. on this, and uh, we're going to go to break. <laughs> Richard Bachman, on a personal level, that injury to end his season, and it, let alone what it did to the roster and the goal depth, that sucked. You know what? It, you know what was incredible is, too, is he was unreal in Springfield. He yeah. was playing unconscious. He's got no goals against, and the flukiest thing happens to him, and... 
I just felt like Richard was just finally starting to hit his stride he for was, us. Yeah. And, uh, and we, we needed that for sure, especially with this possibility of Thatcher going up. But that being said, you know what? Uh, it certainly stinks, uh, but... You know what? He's in there every day, smiling his face, working his butt off. You know what? What can you say about a guy who almost like you know can't come back this year? It's going to be that long. So yeah. uh, great for great for Rich. Just just a great great person, really. Period. Trent, call. Uh, going to grab him with a two goal lead if you're at a game upcoming for an intermission report. I promise. I'm going to hold him to it, or at least I'm going to try. And you can uh, you can just tell me to you know go away, bald man. If, if if it's not the right time, I understand. We always appreciate your time. We'll try to get you back here near the end of the season for you to get comments inside. It's always a pleasure to see you. Last word, Scoop. Uh, thank you for a great season. The team's oh, yeah. performed so well. I think uh, you're getting as much as you can out of the fellas. They always talk about what a great teacher you are. Keep doing it. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. We're always uh, running a few minutes late. Joe Roberts, the voice of the Utica Comets, next on 94.9 K-Rock. Utica. Let's do that hockey. Utica Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. And now our Comets Insider grind line with Rain Man the Rocket, Scoop the Cement Head, and play-by-play voice Joe Cujo Roberts. With, of course, his uh, soccer-themed intro music to rejoin. Joe Roberts, how are you, sir? Guys, how's it going? Just uh, give us, uh, they won two out of the last three. Right off the top, let's get into it with you. Uh, rough performance against Belleville overall, but obviously uh, a great win against you know Syracuse and whatnot. A pretty solid streak leading into that. Yeah, absolutely. The team overall, I think, has been playing well. Just give us your overall view of the team. Who's playing well? Uh, who should we highlight? Who should we keep looking at? Uh, just kind of piggy bank, piggy bank on all the positive vibes that we had out there with Coach Call in the first two segments. Yeah, I mean, I would probably start by saying uh, you could pick up four points out of six possible uh, last week. That's not so bad, right? So there should be a, a level of satisfaction with that. Um, the team is obviously playing good. Uh, what we've noticed so far is that the team has been uh, a little bit streaky as the season goes on one way or the other. Uh, when it's good, it's good. You sit there and think, man, we could be playing until June. Um, but there's times that, uh, you know, it hasn't necessarily been that way. And uh, it, it starts between the pipes and, when Ivan Kulbikov is good, uh, as of late, the comments have been good. And, and obviously, you know, you can't expect to score five goals every night or four even every night. But uh, the comments have an ability to put the puck in the back of the net in bunches. So uh, when they can score at the rate that they've been scoring at, they're obviously going to be successful. So uh, there's been reasons to be very excited about this hockey team and some of the individual efforts that we've seen. Cole Lynn came to life last week after uh, taking a monkey and chucking it off his back and Zach McEwen continues to play well, and uh, but you could definitely tell there was the absence of Tanner Caro against Belleville on Saturday. So he should be back and ready to go uh, by the time Friday rolls around from that quick little recall in Vancouver. But uh, I guess to, to summarize, there's uh, a lot of reason to be excited about how the Comets are playing right now after the first of the year. Can you give us a comment? I know that this is your first, and there's been six Comet seasons, but... Darren Archibald is an emotional bond with his fan base. We asked Coach Call about it, and obviously the video you know, was played during one of the stoppages of play, one of the media timeouts during the game. And then he returns and scores a goal. Of course he does. But just your overall, your feeling, your human feeling when, when that happened in that moment. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was my exact goal call, too. I think I said uh, Archibald scores because, of course, he does. Um, and, and you almost kind of knew he was going to. But 
Uh, I had a chance to see Archie in, I think, his second year of pro hockey when I was an intern with the Kalamazoo Wings, and uh, he endeared himself to Kalamazoo fans, and he was insanely popular there. And then, you know, he came and and built a a truly immaculate reputation here in Utica. And uh, I have to tell you, and this is completely unbiased, um, I would say that that moment there when they played the video and, and, and the ovation that he got, and, you know, I think we might have run over a couple seconds of the time in the media timeout, but the officials let it go, and, you know, he kind of made his way out to center ice and both teams were tapping their sticks. And it was one of the greatest moments I've ever been able to, to be a part of uh, firsthand as far as uh, sports go. So it was really, really neat for me. And it was a goosebump moment. And uh, it was obviously well-deserved. And I got to give the credit to uh, Chuck Obernesser, who, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys who are behind the scenes. And he's the one who, who makes sure that when you come to a game, what you see is, is at an NHL level. He put together that video, and it was absolutely fantastic. So uh, I, I was proud to be a part of that. Yeah, it was. It was. It, we said to Coach Call Scoop, and I said to Coach Call, it was a chopping onions moment. It was. I was standing out amongst the crowd, and you looked around, and there was there was a lot of a lot of people dicing up some onions in that crowd, and definitely some emotions. I know. I know Scoop and I. We. He's just one of our favorite players, and it, it, just, it was a strange, surreal moment within a well, hockey game. I thought even before that, when. He took the ice. Yeah. You know, the the very first time, took the ice as a Belleville senator. And fans were chanting Archie at him then. Uh, to, some fans, lone fan here and there, yelling, Archie! And he acknowledged them. But it almost looked to me like he was really sort of taking the whole moment in. Uh, and... Then it, then it weighed on him a little bit. I think it took him a couple of shifts to get it to get it out of his system. I think it built up, that cemented it, and then I think he he got caught there for a minute and then popped back out of it. It didn't take that long, but I wish him nothing but the best, and I would love to see him uh, up with the club in Ottawa. He had a quick cup of coffee up there and back down. Joe Roberts is the voice of the Utica Comets online with us here. We are live at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's Utica Comets Insider on 94.9 K Rock. Uh, your thoughts now that the save of the day week, let alone night, is completed, those jerseys and the auction and just uh, all of that money going to a great cause, that huge 50-50, uh, just great vibes for a few days. And, 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 I mean, the look was spectacular. Um, but I, I know you're a big part of that as well as broadcasting, but behind the scenes, Joe. So offer your comment on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of work goes into anything that anybody sees. And, and when you fold in an element of fundraising and even specialty jerseys, that kind of adds a new challenge. But I got to tell you what, we have a, wor- a world-class staff in Utica. Uh, it's such a strong staff. And, you know, uh, the same way that you expect the, the team to go to battle for one another, that's what we do, too, in the office. And we log a lot of hours to make sure that when you guys walk through that door, you can have a, a completely immersive experience. You know, when you watch the way the lights even uh, change to green during that weekend or the timing of, of different video elements and, and activation as far as, uh, you know, intermission games go and stuff like that. Everything is calculated. Everything is plotted and planned. And so uh, a lot of work went into it. Um, but it, it's a great staff that's always up for the challenge because ultimately we have to make sure that we're entertaining our guests, right? We're in, uh, we're in the entertainment business when it boils down to it. So um, we did what we could. We hope everybody enjoyed it. And obviously, uh, as I've said it once, uh, you know, you can go to bed easy knowing that uh, you helped just by walking through the door. When you walk through the door, uh, you helped 
save of the day. And by helping the save of the day, you're helping families in the Mohawk Valley who need it the most. So, um, you know, we thank you for being a part of it. Um, anybody that had their hand in the pot, uh, including those who walked through the doors. You know, I didn't know about the adaptive skating program, and, I, and that's funded by the Save of the Day Foundation. What a wonderful idea. So cool. Cool for these kids to get out there who are facing various challenges to be able to bring a buddy out there who can skate or maybe not skate. And uh, they can sort of learn how to skate at their own pace. Kids who may not have any experience whatsoever getting out on the ice. A wonderful program. Just one of the things that the Save the Day Foundation yes. helps fund. Touch my heart. Thea Bowman House, uh, the Food Bank of Central New York. I, I mean, the Food Bank of Utica. I, so many different organizations are helped out by something that Rob Esch started about 15 years ago. He's still in the building milling about. We're going to try to grab him, actually, and join us for our final segment. I thought we'd ask one more question to Joe Roberts. Well, I want to ask Joe, uh, what, is, what is on your agenda, your docket, for the All-Star break? Are you going to the game? To, uh, do you have some... Official responsibilities in any sort of way, or do you got some time home with the family? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, I'm lucky enough that I'm going to be able to take some time home with the family, as I know a lot of guys are. I think part of my All Star break, I think I think I'll be sitting down with you guys uh, next Monday and coming to join you guys on the show live and and in the flesh as uh, the guys are going to be traveling and going back home and going on vacation. So uh, you know, just some time to take a breather. Uh, it's been a pretty crazy couple weeks and months, I guess you could say, uh, between Comets and the and the soccer team and all the other goings on uh, at the Adirondack Bank Center and the other ventures that we're involved with. So, um, you know, everybody has a chance to kind of uh, kick their feet up and relax a little bit. So, um, you know, although it's the All Star break for the hockey team, there's still soccer going on on Sunday and, and lots going lots going on. So, still ten cent wings to eat at Seventy Two Tavern. So, uh, plenty to do but uh at the same time also going to definitely take a few moments to uh to just sort of decompress and take a little bit of a mid-season break joe joe real quick comets cast who's next uh you know what we're we're i think we're going to talk to dylan blue just up next um and, and we have a great story to tell about him that involves uh him family members and the upcoming Super Bowl. So uh, we have some cool stuff that's going to be coming up. And, you know, the last one's live with Tanner Caro. And, uh, you know, quick shameless plug alert. He He's kind of uh, under the radar type guy. And, and we tried to uh, peel back a couple layers of him. He's got a great personality. And, uh, you know, he's one of 10 kids in his family. So, uh, you know, there's stories there. So, uh, you know, if you have a chance, take a listen. You get to know Tanner Carroll a little bit because he's really something special. He's a great hockey player, but really just a stand-up guy. So uh, that's that's what uh, was in the past, and that's what's coming up next with Blue Juice. So I'm working on getting you your special Kalamazoo, Michigan coffee from Costco. I'll have an update for you. I'll send you a text tomorrow. Joe Roberts, voice of the comments, nice enough to join us on Comments Insider from the 72 Tavern and Grill. Ten cent wings till 9 o'clock, and we're going to go try and grab, grab uh, Rob Ash right now. Scoop and rain, and we'll be right back. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill for Comets Insider, it's Rain Man and Scoop. It's brought to you by Labatt Blue, Slocum, Dixon, Pathfinder Bank, live from the 72 Tavern and Grill, 10 cent wings tonight until 9 p.m. That's a new Monday thing, and I love it. And if you've missed the show so far, we are going to have it podcasted shortly. 
Look for us on Twitter at KROCKCNY. Of course, you can listen on the app. You can listen with Alexa, iTunes, Google Play. They have the podcast. And we are joined by Rob Esch. And, boy, it's the Save the Day Foundation Week was fantastic. You got the dasher boards all green, the the jersey raffle, that massive 50-50, and what was it? Uh, you, you were over $100,000 raised? Or how, much, how much was it? How did you do it? Uh, you know what? I haven't really been paying much attention, but we did a, we did a great job. I'm not really even sure, to be honest with you, but it is. It's, uh, it's grown into something that's very special to me. The Save the Day Foundation has always been special to me, but a few years back, we uh, Eric... Uh, Uh, Our graphic designer uh, designed this black jersey with neon green, and it's just, uh, it's an amazing thing. I think the players really love it. They love, there's nothing, uh, as a player, as a former player, when you wear a jersey that's cool, like you just feel like a different person. You really do, you know, and I've I've always laughed at uh, some of the leagues, you know, they do the Star Wars themes or they do Nickelodeon stuff. Sure. You know, when you're a pro athlete, you walk in there, you got to wear that. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> but uh, with the Save of the Day jersey, it's just uh, it's an epic jersey. And I also wanted to give props to you. You know, Save the Day Foundation involved in police charities, a lot of local charities, the Bowman House, but the adaptive skating program. I, I didn't know you were doing that. I didn't know there were plans for that. What a wonderful story. What a cool thing. Yeah, there's a new partnership, it seems like, every year. And not just in the past three years, but you started this 15 years ago when you were in the NHL with Phoenix and with Philadelphia, and you've just carried this on, and it gets better every single year. So we started off uh, helping children with life-threatening illnesses, uh, either deliver a dream for them, send them somewhere, get them something, or then we'd help uh, parents off with medical bills uh, for those children uh, who are struggling. But uh, with the advent of the Comets, we were able to change the bylaws a little bit and help all 501c3s. The military is very much uh, in the front of my mind, uh, so that was also another thing to help first responders. uh, But also there's a lot of great causes out there like Kelberman Center or... Um, you know, like you, meant, uh, like you mentioned, adaptive skating, helping uh, children that generally wouldn't have a path to learn how to skate, what that feeling is to go out and glide on ice. And uh, Courtney Kruger's done a great job of uh, really taking that uh, to the next level. I mean, how do you, how do you top of this year next year? I mean, it's the past two years, it's been... His wheels are already spinning, it's, man. Yeah, it's been one single <laughs> solitary night. This year, due to the way that the schedule laid out perfectly, you've got three days, so you can basically make it the Save of the Day Foundation week-long celebration with these with these games. I mean, how do you top this? Well, we worked with the AHL and the scheduling over uh, the summer because we knew that we wanted to do a full week, and I think we'll probably carry on that. Uh, unfortunate. The unfortunate part is there's uh, there's a lot of good causes out there that you know need uh, some awareness or need some help financially. That's that's the unfortunate thing. You right. know, you like to you want to help like, everybody, you, but there's only so much help you can give. And you'd like to hope that some of these things, uh, you know, you don't have to help. But the, the the truth behind it is it's the nature of the beast. You know, you have to be able to help as much as you can. And I think uh, our staff is. One of the best staffs I've had in six years. I'm so lucky to, you know, not just the the, guy, the guys and girls that are with me, but even the players and coaches. They've, they've really, I think they've really seen that we're making an impact in the community. And I think that's really all that matters at the end of the day. I'm glad you said that because in your playing career, you were a player rep. 
and it's that's all about being the point person for your teammates. Your teammates trusted you, and you always deflect to the staff of the Utica Comets organization. And I know, like you said, you can't name everybody, but let's give a, let's I guess the shout out to a few of the people that have been instrumental because this is not a, a process that started a week ago. This basically you're already on to next year. So some of the people that have really helped you do it this year. I think this year, uh, you know, and I, I know I'm going to miss a few of them, but uh, and I apologize up front on that. But you know, I, I look at our graphics designer Eric uh, Kyutek. He does a remarkable job of just there's so much on his plate. Whether it's 72 designing the brand, whether it's the Comets, Utica City FC. Um, now that we've taken on Babes, you know, all that stuff goes through a filter of. You know, does it pass the test that, you know, something that we want to do? There's also Cecily Pickus, who kind of, you know, is the strong arm of marketing for us, making sure that we're checking every box in social media, along with Lindsay Mogul. Um, but then there's, you know, two other extremely special people, Adam Pollock, who's our vice president, and Mike Pacheba, who's been my right arm since day one. Yeah. I mean, these people, whether you're building budgets for these things, designing jerseys, creating schedulings, and the logistics of all this stuff happens, it, it really, truthfully, is not me. Um, it's them, and I. Uh, I'm, this year has been by far the best staff we've ever had. Uh, there's an energy. Uh, you guys talk to Joe Roberts a lot. Obviously, Joe comes with a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of, uh, you know, new ideas and creative ideas. But at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's, you know, what are you doing different from last year? What are you doing, you know, what are you doing to keep people's uh, attention there? Because that is awareness for a lot of these foundations. You know, creating awareness for them is just as important uh, as raising funds sometimes. So. Yeah, you've always, in every conversation I've had with you over the years, you always talk about you never want to get complacent and you always want to keep progressing forward and trying new things. You're never afraid to. Robert Esch is the president of Utica Comets. I call him Chico. Thanks for the time. Thank you. I know uh, you're about to get out the door, so we don't hold you up much longer. Utica Ten Com- wing night. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Utica Comets Insider every Monday, 72 Tavern and Grill, 10 cent wings till 9 o'clock. That's going to be a new thing every Monday. I will obviously have another player for you next week. Scoop, any last words? Go Comets! 94.9 K Rock.